I'm gonna gonna pass this around, uh, which is a a bit of rope. Could you could you pass it out? Yeah, just let it, let it go around. Just if you get it, pass it on to someone else. We'll keep going. This is uh, this is climbing rope. It's really expensive, except uh, that this is old and so it can't be used anymore. Uh, so I was given it, which is lovely for the purposes of this demonstration. Don't worry, I'm not going to get you all to stand up and tie yourself up in knots and try and undo it again, team building exercises and the like. Pass it round, there's more to come, there's more to come. It's a very long rope. And it's a long rope on purpose. Because this rope represents my existence. Uh, it should really be never-ending, shouldn't it? Eternal? Keep going, keep going, keep going. Well, if you've got the end of it, pass it on. Come on, let's pull this thing through. Okay, that'll do, that'll do. Stop passing it. Brilliant. Don't pull it too tight. Someone will be on a corner and they'll be <laughs> uncomfortable. So this rope, um, uh, there's a demonstration that a guy called Francis Chan did, um, a visualization, let's say, that, um, that I'm blatantly just copying uh, here. But the, uh, to pretend the rope represents my uh, eternal existence, and the rope goes on forever and ever and ever. Okay, And this bit here represents my life on Earth. I was born, and I died, and then the rest of it happens. You're holding, if you're holding a bit of rope, what am I doing at that point in my eternal existence? Nothing. <laughs> uh, Worshipping is uh, <laughs> hopefully not nothing, unless heaven is uh, other than we are led to believe. So worshipping, what else am I doing? Worshipping. Uh, Worshipping, praying, which is praying is talking to God, sorry. Learning, oh, enjoying God's presence, some more worshipping. What did you say? Taking a nap, a well-earned rest. Um, so yeah, worshipping worshiping was my first thought, and being in God's presence and, and speaking to him. Um, I've got my list of questions that I have about stuff that I need to ask God about. Um, I'm sure that when I get to heaven, those questions will all of a sudden seem utterly insignificant and I won't even care about the answer. Uh, but um, things about, you know, the Melchizedek and, the, uh, and the, the giants who lived, the men of great renown, what were they called? The Nephilim. What is I've got some questions, God. I've got some questions. I and I don't mind going through life with some questions. Absolutely, that's fine. And I'm fully aware that those questions might either be answered or utterly insignificant come eternity. But if I'm going to be worshipping for the rest of eternity, what do I do with this bit? Let's watch a little video called The Dash. This is uh, zooming on a, on a tombstone which has got multiple dates on it. So it's a, uh, it's a grave for multiple people. And I was wondering what, what numbers would, uh, would be on mine. 1979, as yet undecided. Possibly 21 and change? Who knows? Because life expectancy is getting longer. I reckon I'll live to about 125. So yeah, <laughs> there we go. Uh, 2104. Who knows? Who, that, might, that bit might just blend into the blue and there might not be a hard line post-79. 
second coming. Who knows? Because we don't, do we? We don't know when Jesus is going to come again. Neither do we know our own end. Um, So, yeah, if you're still holding rope, shall I gather it back in or do you want to hold it for the entire time? It's, it's my eternity, you know, do with it what you want. Uh, let, let's bring it back in. Okay, rewind the fun. And so the end of the rope, I tried to make an end of the rope that was a bit more significant, but ended up with a bit of masking tape, forgetting that actually we're in a kid's uh, school um, with gymnasium equipment here. And if you look at those ropes, they've got the perfect little end to them, that, that neat plasticized, rubbery, black, high contrast, the rest of the rope could go on forever, and that end represents the whole of our lives. And the question that I'm asking today is how do you know what to do with it? How do you know what to do with the end? My rope's got two ends, cheating. uh, So how do you know what to do with that bit? Between there and there, the dash, the bit that is your life, how do you know what to do with it? And specifically, how do we know God's will for our lives? Usually I've got a Bible up here so I can read from it, but I've printed out all my verses, so that must mean that this is a prop, because this is number one for how we know what God's will is for our lives. It's a Bible. I've got a bunch of listens for us today. Um, listen to the word. Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees that I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my head towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Thank you, Father God, that you have given us thousands upon thousands of years of just unveiling yourself to us in the Bible. We can can moan and say, ah, just God never speaks to me. Really? How much are you reading? You'll find God speaks to you. And that's why I asked you the question, Dot, where'd you go? That's why I asked you the question about Daniel. You know, you had to get fully into Daniel. And when you do that, you find that it speaks to you in all sorts of areas of life. I find the times that I'm more close to God and and more aware of his speaking in my lives are when I'm soaking in in his word. And I'm better at some times than others. I listen to it a fair amount. Um, I listen to other preachers that resonate with me a fair amount. And also uh, when I'm preparing for talks and stuff, I find myself in his word. And that is a really good time. And that is available to all of us. The, the very you know, nature of God exposed on a page for us that we can dig into and find out more about him. It's brilliant. And I'm sure that you will have verses that have guided you in your life. Verses that you hold dear and that when times are tough, you remember them. Or when you need some guidance, you remember them. Some people call them life verses, you know, something that maybe someone gave it to you on your baptism day, and that has spoken to you. Maybe there was a prophetic word that included some scripture, and that has spoken to you. There's a, so quite a few people nodding. Does anyone want to share those verses that, that have really, that you've carried because they're special to you, and they give you some kind of guidance? Right, go on then. Yeah, don't worry about tomorrow. Today has got enough worries of its own. Yeah, yeah. You'll get round to tomorrow. 
uh, don't worry about tomorrow. Today, um, yeah, today's got enough worries of its own. Uh, fantastic. And Jesus goes on to promise, you know, that if God cares about the, the birds and the, and the flowers, how much more about you? Puts our place in creation. Jesus says, you are more important than these other things. God, you know, God loves us. Um, anything else? I'm not going to do that for every verse. I just, do you want to just come up and do the rest of the, um, the preach? No, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, we, don't, we don't get onto that one until like slide five. That's amazing. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. Fantastic. Yeah, good. Anything else? Go on. If it's good enough for Jesus... <laughs> yeah, it's good enough for us. Absolutely. Um, for me, it's the two golden rules. You know, God, uh, Jesus himself summed up the entirety of all the laws and prophets with that and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and that's definitely, you know, guided my life at times. Uh, anyone else before we move on? Go on. Fear not, for the Lord will uphold you with his victorious right hand. I don't know the reference for that one. Do you know where? Right, so pre-Jesus, knowing that Jesus is now sat at the right hand of God and um, he will uphold you with his glorious right hand, you could say that it's through Jesus that we are upheld. That's amazing. Thank you. So listen to the word. There's a lot in the Bible that reveals our purpose, reveals God's will for us. And there's some stuff in there that you shouldn't take out of context, like um, if the youth of the town um, are particularly disobedient, you should take them out to the city gate and the elders of the town should stone them and stuff. You know, well, there's some, some things there that probably shouldn't uh, <laughs> you know, be your, your guiding uh, principle. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot in the word where he reveals himself to us. Next up is not just the Bible, but also listening to advice, listening to those around us, being in community, being part of a family where we get to um, hear from each other. In John 10, 27, uh, sorry, no, in uh, Proverbs eleven fourteen, it says, for lack of guidance, a nation fails, but victory is won through many advisors. There is something godly about asking many people what they think on a situation, getting wise counsel, trusting people. Um, you're not bound to act on the advice. You will get conflicting advice as soon as you ask more than one, but one person. But yeah, ask people. Get wise counsel. Don't. What's the opposite of that? It's probably pride, isn't it? No, it's my way. I'm going to go my way. If you're not asking other people, you're probably not asking God either. And so you're, you're on your own um, path there. We want God to direct our paths. In Romans 12, 1-2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, and if there's a therefore, you need to read, it, read back to find out what it's there for. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And I asked, how do we know God's will for our lives? How do we know God's will for our lives. Well, this says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we've got some instruction here that tells us 
when we're going to be able to test what God's will is. Well, let's read back a bit. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's a, an instruction that we could, we could be on for weeks and weeks, isn't it? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's that consistency of it, the renewing on an ongoing basis of your mind, not the renewal as a one-time act of your mind. And if it's an ongoing thing, then it's all to do with relationship with God. Allow yourself to be transformed. Belong, believe, be changed is not a behavior thing. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to change you from within. Your heart, your attitude, the way you approach stuff. And if you do that, if you allow God to work in you, if you are, allow God to transform you through the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test what God's plan is, what his will is, what his purpose is for your life. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I think that has a lot of uh, encouragement to it. If we allow God to work in us, to transform us, to change us, to renew our minds, then as part of that, as part of the promise of that, we are going to know what God's will is. We're going to be able to understand what God's will is for us. Also, we can listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Quite a short verse, but poignant, I think you'll find. Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. You are never going to hear from God to do something, uh, f- to instruct you to do something that's evil. When, when you hear that kind of, you know, the voices talk to me defense in court, um, you know that there's something other than God at work. Because we know Jesus' voice. We know what his voice sounds like. We know the sorts of things he's going to say to us. And it's not to commit evil and to fly in the face of what what the Bible reveals to us. It's going to back it up. It's going to be an encouragement. So we can listen to the Holy Spirit to know the voice and, um, and follow it. Also, I believe that we're given giftings. Listen to your gifting. Be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. I want to be a faithful steward of God's grace. If God's given me giftings, that's a great place for me to start. What is God's will for my life? Well, what are you good at? Start with that. Start doing that. Bless other people. Bless other people by doing what you can to bless them. If you find hospitality easy, be hospitable. If you find it difficult, help others to be hospitable. You know, just, just welcome each other, love each other in ways that you find easy because God's given you some gifts. So let's use those gifts. There's another verse that says, um, do what... Uh, do yeah do what your hand finds to do in the name of uh, in the name of god and so once you're busy with something do it do it well next up get in the habit trust in the lord with all your heart 
spoiler alert, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Not most of your ways, not some of your ways, but all of your ways. And therein lies the challenge of this verse for me. In all of your ways acknowledge him. So trust in the Lord with all of your heart. I believe I'm there. I believe I trust in God with all of my heart. You know, at my very core, nothing someone could do to me would make me say, I don't trust God anymore. No experience that I could go through would shake my faith in that regard. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Maybe there I, skip up some t- I slip up sometimes and say, you know, it's all right, God, I got this. You know, I, it's fine. I got this. I'm going to go on my understanding on this bit. God gives us gifts and we should use those, but we should also open ourselves up to hearing from him. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. What a challenge that is. So a bit of a summary then. I said, listen to the word. Listen to advice. Listen to your renewing mind. Listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to your gifting. And in all of that, make it a habit. And that's quite, that can be difficult to do this, not just as a, yeah, rah, uh, I want to find out God's will for my life. I'm going to set aside a week of prayer and fasting. And if I don't know what God's will for my life is at the end of that, then uh, he mustn't have a plan for me. No, that's not the case at all. It's an ongoing conversation. You can look at it in various different ways. Um, Paul knew that he was going to preach to the emperor. He knew that God had called him to do that. And he knew that until that happened, he was pretty much invincible. Shipwrecks and stuff, and he's like, no bother. I'm going to get to Rome. I'm going to preach with the emperor. I'm going to be you know, a part of that journey. And that's what God's called me to. He's revealed it to me. I haven't received one of those. I don't know that I'm immortal until such time as I've fulfilled a purpose that God's revealed to me. That's not how it works for everyone. And so my thing is more like something that my dad has said a couple of times. There's a goal. Like in football, there's a goal. There are many, many routes to that goal. God has not said to me, I'm restricted to only go route one, goalkeeper, striker, bang, back of the net. It might be, play it out a bit. Play it out to the defense, go up to midfield, play it back a bit and keep possession. Play the ball through a route that might seem quite convoluted, but all the time, the purpose is to score that goal. God has called me to that goal. And what other verses are there to do that? There's the, there's the uh, press on to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So you are running a race with, a, with a, an end in mind and you press on towards it. It might be that there's a detour en route, but you are always making, making strides towards that goal. I love it. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. So there's this clear direction and a purpose for a, a thing to do, but there's also God has given us a route. God's given us, at any point in our lives, a direction that we need to, uh, that we need to seek him for. 
I did once, so I was in a preach, um, it was in a church in Southampton, I wasn't doing the preach, I was listening, and someone was talking about uh, purpose and said, you know, there is a divine purpose for which we're all called, everyone needs to know it, if you don't know it, then what are you doing with your life? And actually, that, that caused a lot of people, myself included, to go, hang on a minute, well, I don't know it, so I must not be, uh, you know, very good as a Christian. And I don't believe that is the message here at all. It is in all of your days, seek what God has got for you. How can you respond in that situation? What can God um, call you to? And it might be slightly longer purpose. What can God call you to that you can work towards? There's a, a few other verses um, that are sometimes taken out of context, like the, uh, the verse in Jeremiah 29 that says... Um, uh, I know the plans I have for you, the plans to uh, enlarge your borders um, and to, you know, to basically bless you and make you awesome. Um, paraphrased. And, um, and God was speaking to Jeremiah. And when we hear that verse and we say, yeah, I'm claiming that verse for, for my own life. And then we don't have um, enlarged borders, um, whatever that may mean to us. Then it can be difficult. God has not called us all to material abundance. I'm not going to say, you know, you need to give me a thousand pounds as a seed offering and you'll, you'll get lots more money. The only person that's getting more money out of that one is me. And that's not right. So that's, I'm not talking about an abundance um, gospel. I'm talking about an abundance gospel where it counts. It's not necessarily going to be material. Jules and I had a prophecy uh, given to us um, a number of years ago, about seven years ago. Um, and it said, you know, I, I believe that God is calling you into a time where, um, where there will be no more financial strife, that there will be a financial abundance. And um, since then, nothing's changed. Um, <laughs> so was, was the prophet some way off the mark there? Maybe. Or was it something that we missed out on? Who knows? But let's take these things that people have got, weigh them up, see what God's telling us about them. That, no, that one never resonated with me. I was kind of excited about the prospect of you know, winning the lottery even though I don't play it. That would be a miracle. You know, that ticket blows into the front door. Is this anyone's? Who knows? Who knows? There's a movie there, I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's not happened. But every day we can seek God's will for us and in every situation. I've got some questions that you might like to think about now that we're going to have more time for in small groups, but here they are. Have you ever felt God's clear direction for your life? If so, share your experience with others. Do you have any verses of scripture which help guide your decision making on a regular basis? And those might be the, the life verses that, that people have um, shared with us this morning. And I love that we carry those around with us. I love that we've got these verses that resonate and they help us in our decision making. Spend some time praying together, particularly if there are specific areas of your life in which you are looking for God's guidance. There's a sliding scale here, isn't there? God of the what socks shall I wear today choices that I think he's probably delegated to us. If you hear God saying, you go with the yellow socks today, you go with the yellow socks because there might be a conversation that leads someone to Christ. But if you don't, he's delegated that responsibility to you. Okay, what to eat for breakfast, that kind of thing. 
up until the, you know, you can get God involved in the minutiae of your life. Absolutely. Um, I've got a choice of going here or here today. God, I'm, I'm open to be used by you. Where should I go? And going into one of those situations with eyes open to see, actually, I could be used by God in this situation. That's fantastic. That might be the mundane. You might be able to take the bus or, or drive to work and God, you feel, is calling you to take the bus. Be open for what God's got for you in that situation. I think that's fantastic. I know that there are stories of uh, people's own hearing from God. Might be an audible voice. Might be through particularly resonating scripture. It might be through a peace that you feel in your heart with a particular situation. Um, and I'd love us to share those. Whilst you're thinking about when you feel God has spoken to you and in what's, what context, um, for Jules and I, I know that we've made some decisions um, and we've, in the, we've made some decisions, brilliant, um, in the past where we've, we've had to bring them to God and say, you know, we need to hear from you on this one. And um, like with moving here, um, you, you do the pros and cons and things, but eventually you just listen to the peace of God and what, you know, in those decisions. It's not just moving house, it's moving careers, it's, um, it's those, those big life decisions. Should we have any more children? Um, the answer's no on that one. Uh, <laughs> got three perfect kids. So, yeah, we, we would talk together, we would pray together, we'd, we'd come up with, um, we'd speak to God and come together again and say, here's what I believe God is saying to me. We never have gone to each other and said, God says we must do this. Because there's a massive danger in that of you putting on someone else the requirement that they obey what you're saying because you've told them that God is saying it. It's much better if we go in love and say, I believe God's saying this to me. What do you think? And wrapping it up in that mixture of wise counsel. What does the Bible say? What do you feel the Holy Spirit is saying to you? Combining these things to hear what God has got for you in your situations. At, at our old church, um, the, uh, the leaders, uh, Hugh and Ginny, Ginny's now, now passed away, but she would talk of a time when they were woken up in the night with a knocking. They lived in a detached house and so there was no one on the other side of the wall, but there was a knocking and then the audible voice of God, the only time they'd heard him as if they were speaking to each other. And yes, they were obedient to that voice. It happens. I've not yet experienced that, but it happens. How have you heard from God in a decision that you've been obedient to? Would love some feedback. Open actual question. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, I know it's in small groups as well, but you know, you can go into more detail then. But just one or two. Uh, so a feeling, or um, sometimes. A, a disquiet, a lack of peace about another decision and you don't know why and then that peace about the decision that you feel God's called you to. Brilliant. Uh, can you be specific about a situation where you've had that or is it just generally? Oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel God called you into counselling. Brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, I love what you said in terms of it doesn't guarantee it's going to be easy. God doesn't call us to the path of least resistance, does he? <laughs> my yoke is easy and my burden is light means that what I've got for you is easy to understand and you can follow it. It's not lists and lists of laws. 
my yoke is easy is I've just got two. You know, just follow those. It's, it's quite easy. It's not going to be easy, but it's easy to understand what God's got for us. So, yeah, just as you take this away, I'm sure you're thinking of things. Save them up for your small groups. Um, think about what God has got for you uh, in the context of the eternity, of course, but what has God, God got for you in the dash? What has he got for you between the two dates on your, on your gravestone? Uh, so I'm just, I want to pray and uh, pray for a couple of different situations, and then, and then we'll leave it there. Father God, we thank you that you are absolutely interested in the minutiae of our lives. You want to be involved in everything that we have, every decision that we make, every, um, every purpose that we feel we're called to. Called to. We want it to be um, serving your will and your purpose. Father God, if there's anyone here today who doesn't know what it is to follow you, I pray that they would be able to respond to your calling on them now. If that's you, if you're thinking, you know what, actually, um, this sounds like something I want to, I want to pursue, then there's just a, uh, you know, a start of prayer to commit that, that I'd love you to, uh, love you to follow me in. And it's, it, it might say something like this. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for me and that you sent your Holy Spirit and that he can live in me, letting me know your purpose for my life. I'm sorry for what I've done, I thank you for your forgiveness. Please help me to live a life that glorifies you. And for all of us, I pray that we would be open to what God's got for us on a regular basis, that we commit every day to him, that we commit ourselves to having our minds consistently renewed so that we can know his good, perfect and pleasing will for our own lives. And that we'd be looking out for each other as well. That we would be able to be wise counsel for each other because we have the Holy Spirit guiding us. In Jesus' name, amen.